what are those areas that you're going to say, we need to make sure that this is handled, this is handled, this is handled to make sure that you're protected. And, um, and just, just kind of put some basic areas that you're not necessarily putting, you know, um, recommending everybody go down, but recommending that are making sure those bases are covered. What are the bases that need to be covered? Okay. Going back to your sports analogy. Yeah, no, good one. So, um, <laughs> so you use the word protection, so we'll do protection. We'll talk about protection first. Because like I said, offense and defense are different. They're both important to work together, but I always separate the conversation. If we just like, if we just had every conversation in a meeting, it would be like three hours long right. and your eyes would glaze over 45 minutes in and I would probably get bored of listening to myself talk. All right. So, and that's hard to do. I love talking. So, um, so I always, in every meeting, I always like, I always try to pick like one or two items to accomplish. And yeah. if, if there's three, four, five, six, let's schedule a follow-up, let you digest, come up with questions and then go from there. Sure. Um, I've tried to have the five point conversation before by the end of the meeting i think the people were just like nope anyway so anyway <laughs> so you said how do we like what are the bases to protect ourselves right so this is from a personal standpoint um because business there's like kind of another range sure. um when it comes to like buy sell agreements like overhead expenses um things like that but from a personal standpoint it really kind of comes down to five or so key areas depending on how you categorize them so i'll ask you you're married, you have two kids, correct? Mm -hmm. What is like the most permanent life event that could happen that would most dramatically affect your family? Death of me or any of us. Death. So we're not gonna go down a long list, but how are you protecting yourself and your wealth and your family from the occurrence that you could die? Specifically? You don't have to answer it, but okay. that's the question I'm gonna ask no, no, you no, no. we're gonna talk about. All right? right. So for you, I want you to think about it. For anyone watching, think about that. How are you protecting yourself and your family? What's a less permanent, but almost equally as important event that could happen that could negatively affect your family from a financial standpoint? Either a uh, illness or injury that would result in loss of work. Or... You spell illness right? Illness. Yep. Okay. Got it. Nailed it. Okay, I won the fifth grade spelling test, our thing in my class, and my spelling, because of autocorrect, has gone down the dumps. <laughs> as long as my, as, along with my handwriting, as you can see. Illness or injury. So the second question is, how are you protecting, this goes back to my example of my aunt, right, my uncle. They're, they're, my aunt was alive for 10 years, my uncle's still alive, but how are you protecting yourself and your family from the occurrence that could happen that you're sick or hurt and cannot work? And no one wants to think of themselves as the one that could happen to. I mean, look how healthy you are, right? But the reality, we always think of the guy in the body cast, but the reality of it is, is that 90% of people who have long-term disabilities, which is about three years on average, is from illness. Yeah. Whether it's cancer, whether it's multiple sclerosis, whatever it may be, it's not something that you can necessarily, I mean, I guess there's actually an argument to this. You can be healthy to avoid some of them, like obesity obviously enhances your chance of cancer, but... Anyways, the point is it's not injury related, it's illness related, right? You change your risk. Sure, but it's not, you can't ever be zero risk, right. right? So the point is, is okay, do you understand how your group benefits work? You're a business owner, you probably don't have any. So what kind of planning have you done outside your group so that in the case that something happens to you, your family can still pay the bills, buy groceries, and not mention pay for you because not only are you still alive, you still actually cost more money not working. Right, so that's the second question. 
right? And that can make people uncomfortable at times, but it's an important one to answer. The third one is um, more of a short-term thing with COVID, but we'll just go with emergency fund. Sure. How are you protecting yourself in the case that COVID happens or you lose your job or Textron buys an Articat and lays off a bunch of people so they don't they have a three to six month you know gap? If COVID taught our industry, I'm not trying to be mean in saying this, but if COVID taught our, our society one thing, it's the amount of people who are so dependent on, or not independent, yeah. right? Without the stimulus packages, can you imagine the chaos? Like people are thinking these like protests are chaos. Imagine the chaos if these if the if the six hundred dollars a month a week wasn't going out, if the unemployment wasn't enhanced, if these businesses weren't getting bailed out. Right. Because like I think it's like seventy percent of people in our country don't have five hundred dollar don't have enough money to cover a five hundred dollar unexpected event. Right. Right. So how are you protecting yourself from an emergency standpoint? It's not sexy to have money sitting in your checking account, but do you know the difference between those who lose money when the market corrects and those who gain money? Access to capital. Do you have liquid funds? So that's more of the offensive, but it's sure. important to know. Yeah. All right. The fourth one is, I don't do this, but it's important. Wills, trusts, etc. All right. So I don't do it, but I think it's extremely important. Not only to, from a will standpoint, who do you want to have? So who do you want to be in control of your money when you're gone? Right. The government or your family or you? Right. Do you want to dictate what happens to your money when you're gone? If the answer is yes. Get a will. You don't have to do it young because they hold over until your life events happen. Trusts. If do you, do you have an, are you significant enough money that you're going to be subject to estate taxes or if you pass away. So let's so life insurance, for example, I'm not, I'm not a state planner. I'm not an estate planner. <laughs> He's not an estate. Planner. I'm just giving you my information from what I understand. If you leave life insurance death benefit to kids under the age of 18, the government basically uh, plot, uh, designates, um, I can't think of the correct term, but basically someone to be in charge of that money mm -hmm. based off who they feel is suited, which would be your wife if you're both alive. But if something happens to both of you, then they have to determine for you, right? So again, would you rather pick or have them pick for you? Um, by just simply having a, like a revocable trust within your will, you get to designate how much money goes to your kid and when they get it. I don't know about you, but if I had a million dollars given to me at the age of 18, I would have made some bad decisions. So maybe at 25 or like 27, it would have been a better idea. But so just <laughs> having that, you know, having that control, right? So it's, it all comes back to having, do you want to designate what happens to your money when you're gone or do you want the government to? Right. Right. And the fifth one is um, your property and casualty. Your property and casualty insurance, right? So this is your auto insurance, your home insurance, your boat insurance, stuff like that. I don't do this, but I think it's extremely important when it comes to the big picture of protecting yourself. Right. Because so many people don't have underinsured, uninsured insurance, for example. So if you get in a car accident, it's my fault. I don't have, I don't have insurance. Well, now you're, you're, you're screwed. Right? So many people don't have umbrella insurance. So you get in a car accident, you, hit, you accidentally hit a doctor, they're going to sue you and garnish your wages for the rest of your life because the insurance company just goes, well, here's a check, good luck with the rest. And I can promise you insurance companies can hire better lawyers than you, right? So it's just, it's, it's one of those things that so many, it's, so many people have it, but is it efficient, right? And I think there's a lot of great PNC agents out there, but not all of them are selling for quality. They're selling for numbers. It's just, I mean, every PNC commercial, progressive, Every commercial is price-based. It's not quality-based. Right. And for me, I believe quality is much more important than price. 
Now it has to fit in the budget, right? But if you're paying twenty bucks a month for junk over forty bucks a month for quality, and something happens, you're probably going to regret that decision. Yep. So those are kind of I talked for a long time there, but those are really the protect like the five items of protection that I encourage everyone to address. Um, I I don't tell you what to do, but if you're open to the conversation, I'm going to bring it up and let you decide what you want to do around it. And there's much more detailed things we go into. Sure. This would be a longer conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So does that answer your question? Yeah, man, for sure.